Hello, everybody, uh, and welcome to season three of the Weird Internet Podcast. We've been doing this for a full year now. It's been amazing. We did two full seasons already, um, but we're back for a third just to have a good time and to just hang out. A little bit less crazy like season two, and uh, we're trying to make this a bit more like season one to just go back to the roots of all of it. And what better way to start off episode one of season three than to revisit an old topic of ours. But before that, let me go and intro our two co-hosts for this evening, Mr. Chris Yamamoto-san. How are you doing, Chris? Hello, doing great, doing great. What's new? What's new, Chris? Alejandro. Oh, oh, sorry. Oh, I forgot. Oh, I forgot. Oh my gosh. Sorry. We have another co-host. Oh, sorry, Hondro. I forgot. Uh, and we also have Hondro. Um, who's can you do an well. ethnic one for me too? Oh no, no, I, I can't. I can't do that. Wait, why? Dude? Oh, oh, I mean, uh, Alejandro. Chris got the, Chris got the uh, treatment. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Alejandro Valdez. I'll take. Oh wait, wait, wait. Uh, ¿Cómo estás, mi amor? Don't worry, don't worry. I have a Spanish last name, and Hondro is uh, half Cuban, That's so true. yeah, yeah, we're okay. I also speak fluent Spanish, so we're we're doing all right. I don't speak any Japanese, so that's a little bad. Uh, we'll 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 go past that one. Are we gonna wave that? Are we gonna wave that for me? Okay, yeah, thank we'll you, Chris. let us, we'll that one slide. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> well, just like how in today's topic, uh, we'll let a lot of the random shit slide. Um, so true. I'm so excited to talk about pet life again. It's gonna be. Oh no. We're, we're, we're definitely not revisiting FetLife today. Um, that is for another episode. And that is once we actually make our own accounts and start, you know, participating in the community. Posting. Posting in the once community. Once you guys make your account. Yeah, once we make our accounts. I'm already, yeah, I already made mine. Yeah, exactly. So, but, but today we're actually talking about a community that I'm actually very active in. And Chris is a little bit kind of, kind of adjacent to. He, a little, he, he throws little tidbits here and there. And we're talking about tech Twitter. Just kidding. Not just tech Twitter. We're talking about crypto Web3, and the enormous Miami tech movement inside of the tech Twitter space. We have a lot of shit to cover today, boys. We're, we're gonna be coming back to our good old friend Keith Raboy at some point in this episode. Or, or what is it, Raboy? Okay, yeah, we need to settle this right now. What, how do you pronounce this guy's name? Is it Keith Raboy? It's Raboy's. Raboy. Or is it Keith Raboy? Because I could see it either way. I could see him being a guy who was like, keeps his chin up and is like, I do. Okay. I don't know about you, but it seems like in person, he would be like a rad boy. Like he's chill. He's a homie. But then on Twitter, he's rad just because the shitty tweets is just some heinous shit. So I don't know. It's funny though. Like, I feel like he's one of those guys where like, he's like a werewolf where like, you know, like the moon, when the moon shines on a human, like he like transforms. It's like, oh, I'm a werewolf. No, for him, it's like the mention of like, Miami, he's like, oh, oh, like he's completely normal and like totally not off the cuff when it comes to just like everything related to tech outside. But when it comes to Miami, this man is relentless. It's true. Or just like Silicon Valley in general, like anything related to that, he's like, he's he's on it, dude. Crazy, crazy. But anyway, we'll we'll, we'll talk about him in a little bit. But let's just some common words we're going to be using to, in today's episode. So you're going to hear a lot about Web three. So what the heck is Web three? Web3 is just this uh, amorphous concept of like the internet related to blockchain stuff. That's all you need to know, listeners. If you really want a whole lecture, go follow the people on- Go follow Jarrell's Twitter. Yeah, go, no, 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 don't, don't follow me. Please don't. I don't, want, I don't want the audience that listens to this to also to, to deal with the shilling that I do on, on Twitter. And then, and then we're gonna talk about NFTs today. Everybody hears about NFTs. NFTs just stand for non-fungible tokens. Also don't want to dive into that, but basically, Chris, 
ugly pictures of uh, monkeys or, or yeah it's like a million dollar monkey pictures <laughs> yeah exactly that, that exact chris knows exactly what i'm talking about like those those really ugly photos that's what people refer to in the nft space the actual non-fungible tokens uh, that entire word has been abstracted away. I don't think people even know what non-fungible means anymore. So when we refer to NFTs in this episode, we're referring to that, the art stuff, the bored ape stuff, not the actual, like, the actual word. <laughs> we're not referring to the word anymore. We're referring to the concept of the word. So, like, that's what NFTs stand for in this episode. And then we're going to say we're cryptocurrency. Everybody knows that. We don't got to dive into that stuff. We're going to talk about rug pulls. Chris and I know very deeply in our hearts what a rug pull is, and it has nothing to do with rugs, but a lot about pulling. <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, I don't know. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Out of now context. Out of context. <laughs> Stay with me here, guys. What do you guys think of rug tug? Rug tug? It's a little bit catchier, and I feel like it kind of takes away some of the inherent, like, shittiness of getting rug pulled. I got rug tugged. Ah, shit. Uh, kind of funny name, though, but damn. I think rug tug sounds um, truly suggestive. You know, if, and if that's what you're going for, if you're trying to blur those lines, then I'm there with you. I think we should go all in. I think if we learned anything from Keith is that if you're not edgy, it, no one's going to yeah, listen. Okay, so let's, let's rebrand it. We'll, we'll call it rug tugs. But like for now, when we mention <laughs> when we call it rug pulling, uh, basically what that means is people got scammed, straight up scammed. Oh. That's what rug pulling is. So rug tugs, you know, tugs at your heart a little bit, you know, <laughs> just a little little tug here and there. So anyways, that is some of the stuff. Hopefully you listeners have a little bit of the gist. We're just going to be using these terms willy-nilly in these conversations. But, uh, you know, just follow along. And if, if you're struggling, just pause the video or the audio. I don't know where you're listening to this. And go to Google and type all these terms in and click images. Just kidding. Don't do that. <laughs> don't type in rug tug on images. Probably a bad idea. Don't type in rug tug in Google, Google search. Okay. Let's just dive in now that we have all that stuff out there. What's going on? What's interesting about this whole place? And uh, yeah, what is new since the last time we visited Tech Twitter? What happened? Like, it was such an innocent place a year ago. That's true. Well, didn't you join, didn't you rejoin Twitter about a year ago? Yeah. Before yeah. it all started to go wrong? Jerome. That is a correlation versus causation, okay? That's true. I did yeah. not coin the word degen, all right? I just happened to be one. And then yeah. all of a sudden... Well, I mean, where do you think the inspiration came from? It's a great point. I cannot argue against that. The only thing I can say is it just totally be like that. <laughs> really do. what's been happening though like what is new chris where have you been in this space and you were the one who was so excited to talk about it so i before i dive into the tirade what was <laughs> jeez really put me on the spot there that was just me kind of no, no, suggesting i'm just, I'm just kidding I'm topic just kidding. so you know tech twitter the pressure's on not tech twitter is like largely everything's the same but now it's all about crypto and then like some people who want to like move to Miami, like that's the state of the nation. It's funny because like a year ago, they, that was like the, the beginnings, right? It was budding. It was budding. Yeah. It was, like, it was like a little bud. Those ideas were still budding and Hondro was like just ripping apart our, our boy uh, on VCs congratulate themselves. <laughs> and, and then now a year later, like what happened? Why? <laughs> Why did the seed sprout? Oh my gosh. Yeah, dude. I think really it's just NFTs and crypto as a whole, just like getting really popular, you know, near the end of last year. And then that just really driving a lot of people to, to be really excited about it on Twitter. Yeah. Definitely. I think it also is pretty interesting how quickly people have been jumping on the bandwagon. Now you see every, maybe not every company, but so many like GameStop has their own NFT like marketplace now. It seems like everyone's trying to get a piece of the pie. Like, it seems like the rate at which people kind of hop onto these new trends is starting to like become lower and lower. Like they, they just get in there. They get their hands dirty super quick. But that's just like my, my impression as like an outsider looking in. I don't know like how it actually is. 
if you if you're working for like an nft company like how many people are starting to get on board it seems like a lot though yeah i mean i, I think what's really fascinating and i i was actually one of those people exactly a year ago who was like dude nfts man what the heck why like nfts have been around since like 2017 why is it picking up now and i think a, a lot of it has to come down to i think the pandemic too people have like an obsession with showing off and nfts are a really good way to show off on the internet i'm not going to show you my league of legends skins you know what i'm saying <laughs> I can't do that on Twitter. I can't be like, look at my, my beautiful collection of, of gamer skins. I can't do that. And I, I think there's a, a little bit of movement in that sense because I did end up seeing a lot of people picking up games over the last couple of years. I have a little, little slight feeling that the game adoption has something to do too with how NFTs also got picked up on the internet. I don't know if you guys feel the same way about that though. The, the game adoption? Yeah, as in like people starting to pick up gaming and like Twitch as their main like avenues of entertainment. I feel like that was like already there though. I, I feel like with NFTs, like it's all the speculation that's driving a lot of interest in it. Cause like the crypto market is kind of like cooling off, right? And people are always looking for the next thing. And I think like NFTs, especially when you have like major celebrities also buying NFTs, I think that that's what's dr driving the interest a lot. And like the social media, like hustler types that are really like capitalizing on like, oh, look, like I'm making money trading NFTs. It's like kind of like intersecting mm. with that group. Interesting. I think that's where it gets its reputation nowadays with like the pyramid scheme stuff, right? Because it really does feel like they're shilling like these NFT collections that may or may not be worth anything or nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're, we're back to the, the shitcoin era in like 2018, was it? Like I, it feels just like that. There will definitely be like permanent, you know, sort of like companies and products being made from this, I think. But I feel like a lot of it is like pretty empty. Can you uh, give listeners like a brief history of the shitcoin altcoin era? Oh, yeah. So like back in 2018, Bitcoin and Ethereum prices were soaring. And so a lot of people were thinking, okay, well, how do I make a lot of money off this like wave? And they started investing in cryptocurrencies that were very small, like, you know, being offered initially at, you know, fractions of a cent. And then the thinking was, you know, if you pile onto one early enough, you can ride that momentum up and then sell it and then make like 22,000% off of your like investment and how that sort of ended up ending was you know when interest in crypto kind of died down and we went into that crypto winter a lot of like those shit coins or those like you know alternative coins like just completely went to zero in terms of value and i feel like that's where we're at with nfts where the most desirable top like nfts will always have value but the vast majority of them are going to like go down in value and i think as a whole like with nfts like the end game isn't really even in like png images on the ethereum blockchain i, I think a lot of this is going to die we'll see png i thought it was jpeg hondro <laughs> Wait, is it actually? <laughs> it's anything. It's if, it's P, if it's actually PNGs, I think some of my hope is actually restored. If because I was thinking like, okay, JPEG is kind of shite. If you're if you're gonna shill for like a, a literal desktop wallpaper, it has to be a PNG. So I'm glad to hear that it is. At least you can make it transparent. Yeah, you can't do that with a JPEG. Yeah, so exactly. yeah, it's fucked up. Take that NFT haters. It's not a JPEG on the blockchain. It's PNG. Exactly. Yeah, PNG, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> Oh shit, dude. All right. I didn't know you took it that personally, Chris. Um, so Chris, would you, would you say like back in 2018, I even got the similar sentiment, like, holy crap, this is all a scam. Remember the legendary man, the BitConnect guy? Who could forget? BitConnect. No, you don't know. No. Do you remember <laughs> the, the guy? BitConnect. Do I need to, do I need to show it to you, Chris, as a reminder? Do you, do you remember this guy? You I don't, don't know, know what this is. Oh shit. Oh, okay. 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 To, okay. Well, or, oh my gosh. Yes. I will share this. <laughs> this is amazing. This is amazing. All right. 
I will I will share this with you, Chris, just so that you can relish in the beauty, which is our man BitConnect. All right, you ready? Can you see my screen? Yes. All right, all right, all right. Listen. Hey, hey. Hey, 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 I am really so thrilled to be right now sharing this amazing, glorious, super and exciting moment of my life with all of you guys. And let me tell you that we are really changing the Hell world yeah, as we know it. The world is not anymore the way it used to be. Mm -mm, no, no, no. Be <laughs> and let me tell you that I am actually earning around one hundred—I mean, around one thousand and four hundred dollars on an everyday basis, seven days a week. What? What? I am right now independently, financially independently. I am saying to so many people who said that this was going to be a con artist game, that this was going to be a scammer game. Hey, you're going to lose all your money. My wife still doesn't believe in me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh. oh, man. Jeez. Dick connect. <laughs> Coincidentally, this this uh. Conference... <laughs> it, it all big connects, dude. It all big connects, dude. <laughs> Crazy. What's up? What's up? What's up? That that's what I was saying when I was like, oh, what's, up, what's, what's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? Big connect. Exactly. Even my wife still doesn't believe me. It has nothing yeah, to do with big connect. Exactly. I just um, want to throw it in there. But yeah, no. That that was that was the whole thing with big connect. That was one of the biggest shite coin altcoin scams of 2018 that was like such a meme <laughs> honestly like i feel the same way right now about a lot of stuff in the nft spaces it's like it's literally like that whole company like the big connect thing because they made like a lot of money and then they dipped and people now call it rug pulls but those types of companies were like the ultimate rug pulling so finesse finesse i mean hey if you have a guy like that what's his name carlos yeah, Carlos. Yeah, dude, if you have Carlos, dude, you can make any type of money if you have Carlos yelling into your mic. Curse of the Carlos, dude. Well, you know, you know, you know, Carlos uh, Mencia. He was known for stealing other comedians' jokes. So I think it's just the curse of the Carlos. <laughs> That's fucked up. It all, it all, <laughs> it all, it all. What? It all. I'm not gonna say. It all. Not even for you, Drill. I'm sorry. It all bit connects. <laughs> no, I'm not, I can't. God it all bit connects. It's true. It does though. It all Bitcoin. It all. <laughs> Jesus. Anyways, I think it's really interesting that we really actually are kind of repeating history 2018. Actually, a lot of people too have been saying like we're hoping for a crypto winter. 
it needs to happen. Like, I, I think with NFTs, like, we're nowhere near, like, the end game of what they're going to be. And, like, there needs to be a whole lot more development time for sure. So I, I know, Hondra, you're not as embedded in this in this community. For your perspective of things, like, how much have you been hearing about crypto, NFT, just in your normal, like, everyday spaces? Like, I hear it in everything I do because all my friends are adjacent to it. But for you, who, who've, who've been mainly working on the VTuber stuff, like, how much have you been, how much have you been hearing it? <laughs> So I think it has started to bleed into the mainstream a little bit more. I think some of the exposure that I've gotten has actually been through like Reddit. Oh, interesting. And just like very, I don't know, very random subreddit posts where, for example, they would talk about like GameStop, where GameStop is still like very much kind of in the mainstream. And so like, okay, oh, GameStop is getting into NFTs. Or it'll just be kind of like why NFTs are like actually bad for for the game industry and how like it, it can be exploited. Um, I'll see like articles on why people think NFTs are good or bad. So yeah, definitely here and there. Not to the same extent that you probably do. It's been mostly just like general conversations about like the future of NFTs and like the potential, whether it's like actual real growth potential in the long term if it's just going to be kind of a short term from your perspective then like has sentiment around nfts been more positive or negative from the mainstream side negative negative, negative. oh Oh. Yeah, and it's been it's been similar to what you described drill where it's like people are basically just like shitting on it as like it's a scam it's just another way to like commodify something another way for people to to make a quick buck that's the sentiment that I'm getting. Of course, there is that other perspective. It, it seems a little bit um, more in the minority where it's like NFTs provide me a way to like fund my passions or whatever if you're like an artist, which I totally I totally get that. But from my perspective, it doesn't really seem like that's the overall sentiment. It seems like maybe people are still trying to learn more about it to form an opinion or it seems a little bit like skepticism all over the place. Would, would you say something similar then, Chris? Yeah, I'm biased because of what I'm building and what I'm trying to make. Right. But I'm curious, like, if you're getting a similar type of vibe from, like, either mainstream or from the circles that you're a part of. I think the mainstream conversation around NFTs really focused around, like, like speculative investing in NFTs. And from that standpoint, I think, yeah, a lot of that is kind of scammy. And I wouldn't really do it. But I guess anything to get NFTs into the mainstream, right? Because I, I think there is a lot of potential there. But it's not what it is right now. It's going to look really different. But I, th I think, yeah, the, the current like perception around it, all you got to do is uh, watch South Park. Oh, really? The, the perception around it seems to be a, it's pretty scammy, which it is. But <laughs> it, it, I think it's a lot more than that. Mm, I see. I did not know South Park was covering this. I, I need to watch an episode then. I've not been watching the last few seasons here. So yep. the one thing that I can actually add to this conversation around the NFT stuff for the scammy part is itch.io. They had this like big quote-unquote controversial statement like a couple days ago they just straight up said nfts are scams for the gaming industry and they're literally not useful for anything and i mean honestly in the current state of things i could probably agree with you with uh, that sentiment in regards to the gaming space i think there's a lot of already predatory behavior in the gaming space wink wink nudge nudge blizzard activision and riot games <laughs> um yeah <laughs> it's kind of no surprise that that type of thing would continue to persist even within like the nft space because you just combine two things that have a tendency to be scammy and it's kind of no wonder it would end up being that way there's a lot of like art first game later concepts in the nft gaming space Yikes. um which i also can't support that kind of stuff is just you, you literally only have art you have not even built the game yet and you're like saying this thing's gonna be <laughs> yeah. a, like blow fuck? up all right you're not vtubers okay <laughs> you're not vtubers you can't 
you know, at least VTubers, you have this nice art, and you can, like, create this story, and all they gotta do is start streaming. No, you can't do that if you're gonna make a game. You have to really build some stuff out. But anyways, you can kind of see where, where they came from, and it seems to me from the both of you that NFTs are kind of in that space, and it's kind of interesting how we are flowing together this crypto 2018, but it's, it's happening in NFTs. If I recall correctly, Chris, like, I think a lot of people thought ETH and, like, Bitcoin and stuff were gonna crash again this past year or something like that. Like, it kind of did I mean, crash it kinda earlier. Did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kinda, but it wasn't, like, as catastrophic. It's still yielding in the positive year over year, but, like... Yeah, I mean, we're still not done with this yet, dude. I think... Yeah, I'm still hoping for this to dip a little more, you know? I gotta <laughs> Buy the dip. <laughs> I think, in general, like, the overall, like, stock market has kind of found, like, a support here, like, as of this time, February 8th. But when that shit goes down, like... Crypto will also go down with it, and I don't think it's going to be mm. pretty. Okay, so you're saying we're going to have a double. Ooh, a double. Oh, oh, like a double crypto winter. Double for NFTs and also crypto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. Are you, can, we call it a, <laughs> can we call it a crypto groundhog? Oh, yes. Coined yeah, it here. Exactly. Yeah, I think exactly <laughs> that. It's a little longer. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, re repeat day after day, year after year, 24 hours a day. <laughs> if the doge sees its shadow, then there will be a crypto groundhog. <laughs> What do you think for the long-term like future of crypto will be if there's like another winter? If there if there is a crypto groundhog season, what are we looking at in like 2025 for crypto? Oh wow, well, yeah, because my opinion is so you know well researched and well thought out, <laughs> and you know I I just I know so much about this, right? You know it's my it's my thing. I think bringing it back to NFTs, I think NFTs are like down the line they're going to be used to represent real assets and like IP. I think that's the direction it's going to head. For example, like ownership to like real estate oh. and also like copyrights of like music and things like that. And I think once you have that, like it makes a lot of sense because those things generate revenue and the way you would hand out the revenue is based off of like who owns the NFT or the copy of like the one sort of real asset. And so if you could split that into like partial ownership and things like that, that could be really exciting. I, I think that's the direction things are going because that's kind of like why people are investing in NFTs is like it's a it's a non-centralized way to like verify the ownership of a single asset. Mm. I think that's like the direction it's going. Right. Well, Interesting. That, Joe, what do you that's think? A, that's a perspective I didn't even think of and I'm in the space. <laughs> makes a lot of sense. You're not wrong, Chris. That's it's, it's interesting yeah physical asset connectivity has been uh you know talked about a lot i think it's still really early though to tell exactly like what direction things will evolve into um there's a lot of pushback in web 2 um, web 2 refers to like current web infrastructure so you can think of like the googles the facebooks all that stuff they're the ones that handle web 2 if it runs on the cloud it's web 2 and so i think it's really early uh, I think a lot of occurrences that happen largely due to either regulation or to big company adoption uh, that will change a lot of how we perceive it. I don't think it's going to be called NFTs. I don't think it's going to be called crypto in, in the next couple of years here. Much in the same way we rebranded VR into the metaverse, <laughs> virtual and augmented reality, we now call the metaverse. That was very smart of the Zuckerberg to do that. Yeah, Zuck Zuckenstein. Zuckenstein. Zuck Zuckenstein. The Zuck. Good at Zuck at Twitter.com. Um, anyways. Yeah. Shout, shout out. out. Thank you, Zuck. Thank you, Zuckerberg. Burger. Yeah, Mother Zucker. <laughs> Mother Zuckerberg. <laughs> Mother Zuckerberg. <laughs> wow. That's a lot of names who just came up in like 10 seconds yeah. here.
That was pretty good, yeah. Anyways, it's gonna change a lot, and I don't think it's gonna be called NFTs. I'm on the very technical side of, of this, which is why it's interesting to hear your perspective, Chris. Right now, there are a couple of like big changes to the standardization protocols within Ethereum regarding how NFTs are being deployed. And there's a big push for updating uh, the way that we do tokenization. And that is creating this concept called semi-fungible tokens. I don't know if you know what semi-fungible tokens are. And so SFTs could end up being like the thing. SFTs. Yeah, Ooh. instead of NFTs, it could be SFTs in the next, you know, couple <laughs> years here. So it's stuff like that, right? It's like a lot of these types of small changes and big pushes could completely change what we're what we're doing. Um, and actually, the stuff that you're talking about, like the physical assets or what we call fidgetal. Fidgetal. There's a word for it. Fidgetal, physical, digital. <laughs> fidgetal, baby. It's not fidget spinner. It's fidgetal with a PH, so it's not fidget. Oh. But fidgetal is uh, something that is being conceptualized within this like SFT kind of the concept. So that's where I see it, Hondro. For me, I have like a pretty big like builder technical perspective. And so, like I said, I think there's a lot of really cool things that are being built right now. And I can't even imagine what 2025 would look like. Like there's so many amazing, cool use cases we could be injecting into this. Soon, you know, you could own a part of your favorite VTuber, Hondro. You know, yeah, I, you, I don't know, man. you can you can take whatever part you want of the VTuber Which part? and flash drive. You could anywhere. <laughs> you, 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 it's yours. You can. Holy shit! Digital. Remember, you're combining physical and digital. Your your VTuber is now in the real world. It is. <laughs> I just imagine like my my Tesla in 2035 just has like an NFT browser like built into the fucking dashboard. Yeah, OpenSea built into Tesla, dude. You can buy NFTs while you're cruising at 80 yeah. miles an hour on the freeway. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> There. In Miami. In Miami. Oh, all right. In Miami. In Miami. Yeah. yeah, well, of course. Yeah. Moving on to to the next part of this. Like, great questions, Andre. That, that that made me think a little bit. In a way, I hadn't had, had to think about these these things. You said just a little bit. Bro. Yeah, just a little. You didn't make him think enough. You're like, Andre, your tiny little brain can only make me think a little bit. <laughs> He's questioning your intelligence. You gonna take that? Fight, fight, fight. Yeah, you fight, go. Fight, fight. No, that's not what I meant. Stop. <laughs> I was like, oh wait. <laughs> I'll take what I can get. You know, that's no, okay. You can get a lot because you know fungible tokens can be divided infinitely. So. Oh shit! I, see, my small brain can't comprehend. You made me think a lot there, Jerome. Oh well, or infinitesimally, you know, small. You could have, you know, either one. These are the big words you're throwing around, man. Fungible, infinitesimal. I don't know. Oh, man. it's okay, man. I I don't know what these words are either, and I think the majority of people in the space don't know. I'm scared of big words. Small <laughs> words, please. Small words. Small words. I can, you know, divide into small bits and big bits. Division. I can't division hard. Oh, shoot. Never mind, man. Um, We're just going to table that. Speaking of division, have you tried doing long division recently? Shit's impossible. I was doing a job interview and I realized I haven't done long division on paper in years at this point, because why would you? And the guy was asking, you know, it was a case interview. He was asking some number divided by some number. And I, I, I forgot how to do division. Dude. <laughs> I felt so dude, stupid. Dude, how can we? Because I, I haven't done it in like years. And I was sitting there. Needless to say, you passed the interview. No, no, that, that's not what I was going to say, Chris. I was going to say, why didn't they allow you to have a calculator? <laughs> I mean, it's not like, dude, it's not the fucking SAT. I didn't have a calculator ready, you know? Like, they just went into it. They're like, oh, we're going to give you some questions about a business problem. And I had to do some long division. And I, I kind of forgot how to do it. And I was like, uh, 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 I felt really stupid. That kind of brought me back to center. Made me realize how insignificant me and my intelligence is and how little I matter. And that's where I wanted to share. Shit.
That's okay, man. We're all just a makeup of atoms anyway. Exactly. Those the the Asian parents of interviews, if you will. Exactly. Oh man. Made you <laughs> I know that feel. I know that feel. Here we are trying to, you know, talk about dividing crypto into fractional bits and we can't even do long division on longhand. Long division is hard, man. Wait, who's talking about that, Dro? I'm not we're talking about like fucking not playing video games, all right? We're not talking about fractional. Oh, do you mean virtual bathwater? <laughs> you know? That works too. <laughs> okay, you know what? You know what? Yeah, maybe there's a play there. Yeah, dude. Scrooge coin? Scrooge, Scrooge coin. McDuck bathwater? We can revisit all these <laughs> ideas from, from the previous seasons, boys. And it, with NFTs right on the horizon, there's so many possibilities. <laughs> oh, no. Last time we talked about it, it was, you brought up like, uh, not only fans. No, no, it was, uh. Fansly. Wait, no, sorry, I'm guessing. No, not Fansly, no, no, no. What was that, like, you selling NFT bathwater? I forgot who you said that you, who, who would be willing to sell it. I don't remember now, Hondro. You have to refresh my memory. Well, there was Fishtifer bathwater. Ah, yes. Ah, uh, yes, my bathwater. Fishtifer, that was the move. Yeah. It's a very exclusive NFT collection, you know? Like, I would love to sell you guys some, but it sold every single vial, and it's accompanying digital token, they're spoken for. Oh, damn, dude. Sorry. Dude, I just had an idea for how we could, like, kind of spin this idea, okay? The different NFT is like a different bath bomb infused type of water. So we have like Fishtifer herbal essence, mm. or we have like Fishtifer lavender like peach. You know, it's like all these great smells with a tinge of fish. <laughs> it smells like a trout. <laughs> oh my god! It has to be. It has to be something you yourself, Chris, fished. You can't just get a generic. I am like, a trout. trout. Yeah. <laughs> so. You haven't seen me in a while. You don't know how I smell. Oh, yeah, gosh. That's a fair point, dude. Well, now we can imagine. And I think listeners can imagine as well. Yeah. And fish are slimy, too. It's true. I'm pretty slimy. Oh. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, you know, that's the viscosity of the bathwater now. That's That explains why it's all jelly-like, right? You're not slimy. You moisturize. Yeah, you moisturize. There's a I'm moisturized. Yeah, but there is some sliminess to it, too. It's not oh, just shit. being, you know, right. moisturized. It's oh, like yes. natural slime. Yeah. I, think I've, I think I've tried that shampoo before. It works pretty well. When you when you pull your fingers apart and you can see the slime, that's kind of like what I'm trying to do. <laughs> like you know, like when you spread a grilled cheese sandwich, like you can you open the fingers and you can blow bubbles with the slime, like the Nickelodeon slime, the like the green, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's not a kids show. It's me. It's a lot more serious, right? Than that. Yeah, it, it's his anatomy. So, I, so I ho- I'm hoping you're not trivializing what I'm do- trying to do here by comparing me to a children's No, no, never. Show. It's never trivial. Yeah. No. yeah, Chris, your genetic makeup, isn't it like that disgusting children's slime that's like really oozy and green? Is that your genetics or are we- No, 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 no. That's libel, dude. I will sue the <laughs> shit out of both of you. Wait, 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 wait. But like, this is our show, so you're gonna sue yourself. I am gonna squeeze every single penny from <laughs> making people listen to us talk. So that's like a total of 15 cents. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. All 15 cents is going to be mine. Dude. Do you want to Venmo it to you or do you want an NFT? <laughs> <laughs> All the litigation. NFT, please. That shit could go big. It could be worth billions of dollars, dude. You never know, man. True. See, the good thing about inserting ourselves into these spaces is we can try to figure out how to how to cash grab just as well as anyone else in this space. And I yeah. think that's really kind of at the end of the day, that's what we're here for is the cash grab. Is How do we make a quick <laughs> buck off of a our one supporter, Michael, and, uh, you know, figure out how to retire at 35 off of Michael's uh, support. Like, that's really what we're what we're going for here with the show. Yeah. I, I think we should pivot the podcast and really make it more us pulling off scams, but, like, you know, in podcast format. You know, like, you got the setup. You got the preparation. 
you got the muscle. Right, it's like social experiment, right? How do we pull off the scam? You know, over the course of every season, it's pulling off a scam. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I like this. <laughs> Holy shit. It's kind of like the prank channels, yeah. except instead of pranking, we're just scamming hundreds of innocent people. Holy shit. Yeah, I'm not that scale. No, but like, but we're self-aware. We're, we're self-aware, you know? Yeah. So it's like, it's a funny, it's satire. It's satire. Right? It's, it's a prank, bro. That's why it's like the weird internet podcast. It's yeah. a prank, bro. It's, right. It's, just a, it's scam, a scam, bro. bro. It's, it's just a scam, yeah. bro. Just got to be really honest, you know. Like, if we want to be, you know, a part of these communities, we have to join in the way that they operate. In this case, we have to scam people. That's just a requirement. True. Yeah. Monkey see, monkey do. Monkey pee all over you. Speaking of scams, just kidding. Not speaking of scams. You know that there's that big, that big, big push to Miami. Ah, uh, yes. And I think last year was like the first time they like really went all in on like the Miami train stuff. Yeah. Because there was like a Miami Hack Week. Then there was another Miami Hack Week, yep. and then there was a Miami Tech Week. Yep. You know, last year, Hondro, we were we were making fun of Mr. Raboy a little bit. Raboy, 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 I don't know. <laughs> All right, we're getting sued. He's gonna be like, you can't make fun of I me, dude. I, hey, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Uh, it's nothing against him. Raboys. I I think it's a Raboys. Yeah. Raboys. I'm gonna go with that. But yeah, not not to not to go on his name or anything, but I still don't know how to pronounce it. But uh, you know, we'll figure this out together. Regardless. Okay, Terrell. To to be absolutely clear, I wasn't shitting on Keith Rabois because he was talking so highly of Miami and like being like just has a total like hard on for it. I was making fun of him because in his tweet, someone literally got like robbed. Someone actually got robbed in San Francisco. And he was like, dude, I'm so scared. Like, I almost died. I had to give these people, like, all my stuff. They, they almost stabbed me. I was so scared. And then Keith Rabois replies, uh, can I persuade you to move to Miami? <laughs> that's ridiculous, dude. That's yeah. ridiculous, man. That, that's why I was, that was a little, I was a little. Oh, wait, no, no, I was going back to you. I remember you're like, you're, you know, he, he would be someone to go to, like, a funeral in San Francisco. and be like, oh, you know, here's an <laughs> NFT. For a house in Miami. You flyers for, like, contents. <laughs> it's, like, it's a lot warmer in Miami, guys. It's a little yeah, cold you know, here. You know, what, you, oh you know where God. nothing bad ever happens? Miami. It's true. It's, like, the place <laughs> oh where only God. dreams are made. It's, it's close to Orlando, right? It's close enough to Disney World. Oh, yeah. And Disney is magic. And so, therefore, true. they're magic by, like, yeah. transitive property. Exactly. I wouldn't be surprised if he would go to, like, a funeral and be like, man, guys, like, if you if you guys uh, will humor me for a minute here, uh, you you could think of San Francisco as this uh, cold dead corpse, and then you could think of Miami <laughs> as us, vital and living and warm. Um, may I interest you to <laughs> take that as you will. Here are some flyers for my new apartment complex that just opened. The, the crazy thing is Keith Rabois is a billionaire. So he's like, the guy's a billionaire. Big. He doesn't give a fuck what people think, which is you know good for him. Like he's so unhinged. It's. It's actually admirable. Like, I prefer those types of folks on Twitter, aside from, like, the ones that, like, continue to flip-flop. <laughs> you know, he's honest. He's an honest man. He he really, 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 really likes Miami. He fucks with it. Yeah, quite literally. He does. He fucks with Miami. He's, yeah. he's a Miami fucker, for sure. So, supposedly, uh, and Hondro, I, I know you actually have a few names. If, if Miami did blow up and became as big of a tech scene as, as Silicon Valley. You have a few names for it that listeners would, would really care to understand or know about. Yeah, 
there's kind of this running joke where if something becomes like really populated with like tech companies and gets similar to Silicon Valley, you kind of name it like the Silicon something else. So like Ohio would be like the Silicon Prairie. Texas would be like the Silicon <laughs> Desert hellhole or oh. something like that. Like, I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't know. I came up with a couple of ideas for like, okay, if Miami like ended up blowing up really big with tech, what would we call it? Like Silicon yeah. something. So idea number one, uh, Silicon Swamp, kind of, you know, the gators, all that good stuff. I have something that's a little bit hits a little bit more close to home as far as like the the human imagery. The silicon sweaty armpit was the second one. Yeah, it's like the shape of Florida too, so it's like perfect. Right, exactly. If you guys had any ideas, we could spitball. Like you can think of like the silicon boxers after a long hike in the hot sun. Like I'm not really sure what we could what we come up with, but if there's anything that you guys think of, I, I was gonna say it's impossible for them to do Silicon Beach because uh, LA's already taken that. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they were gonna call Silicon Beach Santa Monica Playa Vista area. So that's already it. Like they can't take that away. They can't be like, oh, we're Silicon Beach too. It's like, sorry, man, LA already took Wait, it. Wait, okay, interesting idea here, boys. Brace yourself. What if they just changed the language up? What if they just did it in Spanish? <laughs> Silicon Playa. I mean, it's such a big, it's such yeah. a big Cuban community. That's there. what I was gonna, yeah, dude. Because Miami, it kind of infuses the culture. Whereas LA's like, no, we're the Silicon Beach. Like, it's a little bit more pretentious. Whereas, like, it's like, oh, vamos, uh, vamos a la Silicon Playa. Like, it's fun. It's kind of it has that energy, you know? Yeah. All right, I- I'm down for down? this, dude. Yo. That would actually like make it feel like a fun place. Yeah. You know, like, vamos a la playa. Right, you know, like, exactly. Let's go to right. the beach. That's like the Spanish version of that Nicki Minaj song, right? Enrique Iglesias, right? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Let's get this rolling. Yeah. So, va- <laughs> so, so like, what is silicon in Spanish? Silicon. Silicon. <laughs> I just default to, like, different emphasis on different part of the word. Oh, uh, la playa silicon. <laughs> silicon, yeah. La playa la silicon. La playa metal. I don't know, what is metal in? It's metal. Yeah, it's literally metal. <laughs> I fucking knew it. I knew it, dude. It is a foolproof guessing game. Amazing. Hey, you know, we should we should submit that. We should. It was chocolate in Spanish. Chocolate. <laughs> chocolate. <laughs> no, we should submit that to, to Keith Rubal. Be like, yo, our suggestion to name, you know, a Silicon Valley of Miami to La Playa Silicon. La playa silicon. <laughs> yeah, get, get the Twitter fired dude, up. Let's do it. I'm telling you. That's how you market it right there. Wait, dude, okay, Jarrell, that's actually going to be your clout-gaining moment right there. If you literally tweet that to Keith Rabois right now, I guarantee it. Yeah, all, all the Miami, like, shills. Tweet it out. <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm going to get, like, a, I'm going to get a medal from, like, from the city of Miami. Be like, thank you for naming our great Miami tech scene to La Playa Silicon. Muchas gracias. <laughs> okay. <laughs> great. We're rolling in it. And there's like a total of what, like 10 tech companies based in Miami right now? I know, right? Yeah. Don't worry, there's more. There's more. They're going to be their, their their headquarters eventually, but like for now, it's like a satellite office and like, you know, at some point, they're going to like move all yeah. their, you know, totally yeah, promised. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's so many private equity firms and they're all over in Miami. Yeah, and then like if you want to get invested in like, all of them, of course, I don't know. You know, we're going to make so much money here. <laughs> You do a great Richard Nixon crowd. You definitely have the loose cheek sounding voice down pat. That's actually amazing. Oh man, dude. Yeah, all that all that all that real estate, private equity money. Yeah, man. True. We in it. What do you guys actually like think about Miami becoming like the next Silicon Valley though? Like do you think that has any legs? Uh, I, I think it has some legs. Like, it's for sure true that it's on the come up. I believe that. Right. 
but I think it lacks one very big thing that like kind of prevents it from being like a major tech hub, a massive like research university that's like really embedded in like tech and entrepreneurship. Like Miami doesn't really have that. I'm sorry, Miami University. I thought it's University of Miami. Or University of Miami, or yeah, any of the other colleges yeah. in the area for that matter. I'm sure there's many. Yeah, Florida State. Yes. yes. Yeah. What is university uh, in Spanish again? Universidad. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't resist. <laughs> we had to. We had to. We had to. It, it is definitely on the come up. You know, you see a lot of a lot of VC people there, and then a lot of interest in tech. But in terms of like actually having headquarters or like offices, I'm, I don't think I see as much. Like Miami will reach at best like what Austin has. Achieved. I see. I think that's what it will be. And Austin has like huge university there, so yeah. it's like that. It's already has an advantage. Dell's there. Yeah, and yeah. I think yeah, UT Austin's definitely like. Good university. And that's a good point. I actually didn't think about that. The Bay Area, Stanford is literally a 10-minute walk from Google headquarters. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Then not only that, they have Berkeley, and then they have, like, I don't know. I feel like the Bay Area just has, like, it's just fucking stacked. Stacked, bro. It's yeah. crazy. It's a good point. Yeah. No, I, I was going to say the exact same thing to Chris was that the universities are really the reason that they have consistent talent making stuff. I would say the other thing, so I'm not redundant with your position, Chris, because you eloquently put it that <laughs> Keith Rebois would even quote you from this podcast. I think the other major thing, too, is accessibility. Florida is a little bit out of the way when it comes down to actually like traveling, and it's not really a central hub. A lot of people internationally travel through San Francisco all the time and New York, which is why like San Francisco, New York and LA are growing in terms of their tech presences. And I think that's another thing like Florida is still, especially Miami is still in the come up in terms of people actually going there for these specific things. I think though, as South America's and Central America's tech scenes expand, I think Florida will be in a great position to take advantage of those growing tech spaces because those are like some of the fastest growing. I think Brazil and Argentina have a big investment in tech and they're, they're able to grow um, a lot of their their spaces in that way. And so, I don't know, that's what I see, but I don't see it for a really long time. And in the same vein, it took Stanford and Berkeley a freaking long time for them to even gain any type of like prestige. So I don't know, I don't want to rule Miami out, but as of right now, it's just really funny to see it like shilled so much. For sure. I mean, I think those are, those are some pretty solid points. I, I think I got more out of that than I expected. Um, no, no offense to you guys. I haven't given it much thought, but like, I don't know how you guys feel about like this whole idea of hubs, hubs. like these like specific geolocations, because it seems like remote work, especially for tech, like almost exclusively for tech, to be honest, is becoming more and more remote. And so I was just wondering like what you guys thought about like in general trying to foster a specific scene at like a, a location. Like does, how much does that, does that even matter anymore? I, I feel like it matters. Like at remote work, having the flexibility is important, but... I mean, like when I'm actually working, like I like being in an office for like company, like culture and things like that. I think there is some benefit to having people be, you know, around their coworkers. So I think like Miami makes a great remote work destination, but I guess we'll see what the new normal becomes like after the pandemic. <laughs> I say after, but you know, uh, after yep. how many years? <laughs> yep. Still, still at it. For that question though, Andro, in terms of hubs, <laughs> like our favorite hub, GitHub, Stop. um, <laughs> 
the, the, the biggest thing is the, the human component of being able to interact with people and just shoot the shit, as one might say, um, is actually way more important than I think we give credit to. I, I think the best ideas that Chris and I have ever come up with were when we were like hanging out in Chris's apartment uh, while he was sleeping under his bed. You know, that, that type of stuff, right? It's like you can't replace those type of experiences um, with the virtual. Like virtual stuff really silos us away from like the really honest thoughts. We also have this like very, very filtered outlook when we're on video cam and when we're messaging things. And, um, and I think that's really why location is still important. I do think though, like accessibility to talent has been expanded, which is awesome. But I don't think there can be anything that replaces the in-person like HQ that allows people to just hang out, shoot the shit and come up with like crazy ideas on the spot. Cause you know, Chris, Chris and I, you know, oh, yeah. back in the day, we, we spontaneously went out in the middle of the night, and you cannot do that when you're remote working. If I were to do that, I would die. <laughs> because I don't know what I'd do. I, I'd, I'd literally, I don't have anyone to, to spit ideas against if I just went outside by myself in the middle of LA. Or San Francisco, like honestly, too. Both places, very sketch at like 3 a.m. If you're not with another person. Anyways, sleep, uh, that's besides the point. 3 a.m., go to sleep. What are you talking about, dude? Through, though. <laughs> 3 a.m., dude, that 3, 3 a.m. is, you know, like the best time. Those are demon hours. Yeah, because our eyes are bloodshot. Is that ah, is, is that what you mean? Is, is that why? The vibe. Oh, the vibe. Of course, of course. Yeah. yeah. See, this is why we need hubs. Uh, that's that's my take, Hondro. Okay. I think overall we need the in-person stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think I'd be inclined to agree. Oh, oh, oh. we had the first one. Of is the that season? this first inclination of the yeah, season? Dude. Oh my gosh. You, oh my. Yeah. We're in-person work. I mean, dude, some of my best memories at work were literally just like dicking around with you or with other people at work in the office. It's just fun. You get those brain blasts more frequently, for sure, I feel like, at least. Bra brain blast? Brain blast! Brain blasts! Uh, uh, I think Keith is on to something. So, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll table this for next year when we revisit it again. Yeah, Miami revisited. <laughs> Exactly. We'll, we'll make this a common theme uh, every every two seasons. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> every season. Every season we'll revisit this. Any final thoughts, my friends, as we wrap up this episode of the first episode of the season? Chris, you can go first if you want. Uh, damn, put me on the spot there. Well, I mean, I did in the beginning, so I'll do it at the end, too. Final thoughts. I just don't know why I'd go to Miami if I can go to L.A. Well, that's because I'm here. That's why. Exactly. There's no Jarrell in Miami. Man, that's my thought. It ain't much, but it's honest. Oh, yes, of course. Honesty. Hondra? I generally don't have thoughts, so this is this is one of those occasions, unfortunately. Oh so dang! I'm gonna just hand it back to you. No, I feel the same way. Thinker. I don't have any thoughts about that. No, I'm just kidding. This is fun to to talk about a bit more. I actually haven't really talked publicly about any of these things in a while, so it's been cool to get some thoughts out there, my friends. I think the space is growing. I think in the same vein that NFTs in Miami are still very young and growing and emerging, okay. we are all so young, growing and emerging. What? What are you oh, talking no. about emerging? What, what does that mean? What In what context are you talking about emerging? I don't know. The the podcast is on the up and up. What are you talking about? Okay, okay. Okay, Calm never down. mind. Get your, get your mind out of the spleen. No, no, you're right. You're right. My mind's out. It's out. <laughs> Thank you all listeners for listening to this uh, very different episode of the Weird Internet Podcast. Uh, thank you all so much for sitting around for this past hour. Uh, if you have any thoughts, suggestions, requests, Venmo things to Chris, and he will do them for you. Yep, Venmo me. Yeah, definitely just do the Venmo, and then we will eventually... We'll figure out the details, but first Venmo. We may or may not get back to it. Yeah, Chris is fun employed right now, so if yes. you want him to do anything for you, uh, just send any money his way. Yep. He already has a job lined up, but still, it would be a really nice gesture for you listeners to do so. Yep. Um, but yeah, follow us on our, our on our, all of our accounts. 
I'm not going to repeat them. If you want to listen to this spiel, go to the other episodes. But this is season three, baby. We have a lot of really weird stuff to talk about for the rest of this year. And we will see you all in the next one. Thank you, Chris, Hondro. We'll talk again soon.